Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a great day out there today. Muscle Monday, talking about anatomy, physiology, and why it all matters. It's clinical applications, what we can do with it. So, with tonight, Monday, being the uh, college football playoff championship game, right? what a better time than to talk about, no, I'm not going for a specific injury. I dare not try and uh, predict what injuries will happen. Never want to wish that on players here. But what I will do is talk about what we can do to, one, compensate for those injuries, and two, to have a better performance overall. And it all comes down to proprioception, or partially comes down to proprioception. And so proprioception is the idea that I can tell where my body is in space. Oh, that should seem easy, right? Just look around. Well, this is a separate concept than our visual realm, a separate concept than our vestibular realm, our inner ear. So balance and awareness of self really is three different components the visual field and kind of feedback system both what we are consciously thinking of but then automatically too our vestibular or inner ear then our proprioceptive which is kind of where is my body in space if I have no equilibrium of my inner ear and if I have my eyes closed and this kind of helps the great athletes differentiate and change and distinguish and adjust small subtle movements alright think of it like well I don't want to say everybody but the majority of people right as far as we understand from science right now are kind of born with the same um, or a very similar amount of hard drive space of proprioceptive capacity right some a little bit more than others based on different tertiary muscular system or ligamentous uh, roles, but what actually happens when we use that hardware, right? Some people use it, some people don't. Some people never download in, that information onto the hardware that they need, right? To utilize, this. they don't use that hardware to utilize the software. And I hope I'm making the right analogies here, because uh, <laughs> this IT tech thing is, uh, well, maybe a little bit out of my realm here. Anyways. Can we utilize what we got? Can we actually train that, right? And so how do we train proprioception at these small, tiny, individual joints that play such an important role and that cause such an important process to occur as we go throughout life here? Well, there's really no way of guaranteeing it. No way of guaranteeing it at all. So we've got to train for it. We've got to be intentional about it. Can you train in situations where you have a ton of stimulus going on? Can you close your eyes and move your body around and tell yourself where it is and open your eyes and recheck? For this football game tonight, we're extremely focused on the shoulder specifically. Well, we could say the same for the knee too, right? So what type of tissues carry these proprioceptive fibers, receptors that we care so much about? They're predominantly in muscles and ligaments, and certain muscles and ligaments have a more of a disposition, more of a bias 
towards carrying more proprioceptors than others do. And so with this knowledge, right, we can make appropriate claims and decisions and understand the role within. For example, in the knee, right, your ACL and PCL have a huge amount of proprioceptive fibers, as do your MCL and LCL. So what happens is as we train different knee positions and movements, these are part of the receptors that sense where we are, and we rely on those heavily. So when somebody has a tear of their anterior cruciate ligament, not only for surgery, for uh, post-op and healing and recovery time to get back to sport, do they have to get back to where they were, but they have to be even better, right? Not just only from the muscular standpoint and control, but the proprioception too. You no longer have the same amount of receptors. You have less. You absolutely have less proprioceptive receptors after you tore your own ACL. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to have worse function. Absolutely not. But we've got to strengthen the rest of the system. We've got to strengthen those other three main ligaments. We've got to structure, uh, strengthen, and coordinate control. Gives uh, neuromuscular stability to the rest of everything that's going on here. That's exactly what it comes down to. Oh, then, can you do that under load? Can you do that under change in position, a change of situation? All right, the same thing for the shoulder. It Scientifically, you know, it takes about 10 degrees of motion change before you can proprioceptively sense movement in the wrist, right? Again, I'm sure that, like, that would be a uh, different amount or modified amount if you look at somebody who uses it a lot. Maybe a violinist or a pianist is somebody that I think about. But for the shoulder, it takes but a mere one degree of motion for you to be able to proprioceptively register that there is a change, that there is a difference. And it makes sense when we conceptually think about this, right? We don't spend a lot of time moving our wrist all the way around all over the place. Well, when we do, that's when we kind of run into a lot of issues. It's more, and I love using a pianist as an example, right? It's more, can I move my shoulder around? Can I do internal external rotation, abduction, flexion, all these different subtle movements in my shoulder and scapula? If my wrist is relatively the same, you look at great pianists, they don't do a ton of radial or ulnar deviation, right? They'll do some for sure within their wheelhouse, but only when necessary, only when part of a functional smooth movement to be combined. It all comes from the shoulder. So we know where to put our fingers on the keys. We know where to put our fingers on the football, on the basketball. Right? We know where to put this placement down there because of the proprioception of the more proximal area, because of the shoulder girdle. Now let's say somebody has a labral tear, right? The labrum is another tissue source that not only provides stability, true stability to that area of the joint that kind of deepens the capsular region that strengthens that articulation right but it also provides a large amount of proprioceptive receptors which are I mean equally important I'd argue right that we can get that control now the challenge is right for the labor we cannot regrow that passive stability Right, unless you have a surgery. We absolutely, and even then you're left with less proprioceptors. But we can retrain and strengthen the other proprioceptors around it too. 
So, for game night tonight, as we're looking at, especially the quarterback, right? Those fine-tuned motions. And then, I mean, you get quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, who are throws, throwing some absolutely crazy, crazy throws, right? Different trick plays, if you will. And countless other athletes. It's all a fine-tuned control. That's all something that they're intimately used to, that they've trained specifically for those moments. And in the moments of adaptability where they occur, where it's the situation of, oh, I haven't trained for this. The response is, oh, but yes, you have. Because you put yourself in such variable positions with such variety. You have trained for it. You do know what it's like. It might not be that exact moment in the sports field, but your body knows the fundamentals of where it is in place and where it needs to go to. And that's only going to provide a fantastic competitive edge. So tonight, whoever wins this game, all right, just know there are far, far more subtleties in this than just Ohio State and Bama. All right? Do we roll tide? Or do we go for, well... Another Zeke. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. It's going to be a darn good game. But again, every little move you make has an underlying influence of proprioception. Are you training yourself or not? Right? Can you do a movement and how off, how different? The movement will likely always be off and always be different. But how different is it when you compare eyes open versus eyes closed and how does that apply in a sport situation right it doesn't mean you need to go through the extreme of playing your sport eyes closed but if you can visualize where the basket is and drain a shot with your eyes closed that's pretty darn good too right it challenges the this, uh, conception of the human mind human brain when we think about proprioceptive feedback through our proximal joints like a, let's say a lacrosse player where they know and they can sense the ball move in their net with a centrifugal force from even a long pull right where it goes out way over a meter and they can feel the subtle change through their shoulder in the way that they move and that they can adjust accordingly to that that's fine-tuned control where you go from that to visualizing every aspect of the basketball court that you're on without looking it's just automatic you know where it is, right? That's obviously not proprioception, but that is an awareness of where we are, not relative just to our own body in space, but where exactly in space we are. The more we know, the more questions we have. The more questions I have, the more I realize I don't know. But that's the fun and the beauty of the journey. And for some things, the answers might not fully matter, but they're still fun to learn. All right, y'all. Simply, not easy.